what was cracking good people welcome back to another dope ass episode of the homies podcast you already know who the fuck i am i'm your host ellis and thank y'all for tuning in for another week man if you haven't already please 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 go hit that subscribe button one time for your boy please man it'd be much appreciated so this week we're talking about some shit that affects all of us, um, some in a good way, but probably most in a bad fucking way, especially in the black community. Um, and this is why we're just trying to educate people today on uh, this subject. And the subject today is credit. Um, and being that I'm not an expert at the shit, I'm new at this credit game and I don't want to act like I know what the fuck I'm talking about. I had to bring on the professional to explain the do's and don'ts of this credit game and shit. So I got the credit bully himself today. My homie, y'all homie, give it up for Mr. Kyle James. What up with you, Hey, good man. Hey, thank you for stopping by today, man. You already know I appreciate yeah, that. For sure. Early in the morning and shit, I'm glad you're getting up sure, and coming through. Sure. Appreciate that. So we got a lot of shit to talk about today, so I'm going to just jump right into it and shit. Um, so first off, before we get into your actual business, man, I just want to ask, like, how did you um, get started into credit and how did you become more knowledgeable like at the subject and shit? Uh, so I got started in the credit, it was at 2017, and it was just kind of, a, a, I was around people that kind of knew it and I was just hearing them talk about it. Mm-hmm. And when I was listening to them talk about it, you know, you, it's just my brain just started moving because, you know, one of the things I do is like I invest in real estate. So, mm-hmm. um, basically when you have a uh, good credit, you open the doors up to so much opportunity, you know, owning assets or, you know, even having money for funding. If you wanted to do some type of business venture, mm-hmm. like stuff like that, it really intrigued me. So that's really the reason why, um, I went into credit back. What was that? Three years ago now. Okay. Yeah, and that was going to be, like, my next question for you. I was like, outside of just, of course, monetary reasons, right. you know, just making bread, like, what was, like, the main reason for you starting your, like, the, the credit repair company? Uh, empowering people. Like, it's just, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, like it's that. crazy because you just see people um, that have bad credit and they can't even get an apartment. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, they can't even get an apartment, let alone a car. They need a co-signer, you know, stuff like that. And it's just like, you're you're so limited when you don't have, when your credit is bad or you don't have any credit. And I'm just telling you, like, the feeling you have when you have great credit and literally you can get anything you want, it's a feeling that you just... It's like you're talking from personal yeah, experience. Yeah, it's like, for I'll, sure. Have you, you know, not to get personal on niggas' credit, yeah. but it seems like you've been on both ends. 100%. Like, yeah, and, 100%. and life is, I'm sure, it's been a lot easier since yeah, the credit has been... Okay, I got you, I got you. And um, so... Outside of, like, again, I, I don't know how you were raised, but the way I was raised, like, in our community and with my family, they were just always taught, like, hey, bruh, credit is bad. Don't do the shit. It's a, it's a white man's trap. You're going to be in debt forever. Just stay away. And that's really for the reason why I stayed away from, like, credit cards and shit, like, most yeah. of my life is because, you know, no knocking to my parents. You know, love y'all. But, you know, they didn't really they didn't know a lot of shit about it. So they just like, hey, stay away from that shit. It's going to put you in debt. Um, was that kind of like the same experience you had growing up or was it like you kind of had people more in the house like nah bro, this is I, I wasn't educated on it growing up like right. this is just something like again I just came up on like I knew you, you always know oh well have good credit you want like just don't you want to protect your credit like, but nobody tells you how and nobody mm-hmm. tells you why mm-hmm. 
So it's like, you know, that's why most people don't have good credit because they don't know how and they don't know why. Mm-hmm. Right? So, um, basically, basically what I'm saying is, uh, um, you asked me, sorry, you asked me again. Oh, yeah, just about, like, your family and the upbringing. Like, yeah. how did, were you around that environment? Did you have people kind of putting you on game, putting it in your ear while you were younger? No. It was kind of like, no, <laughs> no, no, like, it's just, like, again, like, you just, you, you start to, when you know what you want or, like, what know what direction you want to go in, then especially kind of, like, as an entrepreneur, like, you start to figure out, like, like, how. Like, you know, you start asking, like, different type of questions. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's, like, again, a lot of people, when they first start a business, oh, well, I don't have any money to start a business. Okay, well, you know, if you have good credit, like, you can get business loans, you can get personal loans, you can get credit cards, like, there's your money to start your business. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like that people, you have to think outside the box. So it's mm-hmm. a, it's an out, outside the box type of mentality. Also what you said with, um, um, kind of like viewing it bad mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, that narrative was heard, mm-hmm. but it's, that's more of a, it's a, it's a, it's a broke person's mentality. This is a poor people. Yeah. Shit. It's a poor people's mentality because like you're looking at it more like a consumer instead of like an investor. Because, what can it do for you? Exactly. Instead, I got you. Because, you know, people are using it more to consume. You know, they want to get stuff that doesn't matter or gives them no return. Like, when you have credit or you're using credit cards, personal loans, business loans, like, that, if you're not using that money to make you any money, like, that's really only, the only thing you really should be using it for. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The main thing you should be using it for. You get what I'm saying? So, I got you. And you shouldn't be using it like how motherfuckers, like I said, you, you sign in your fucking kids, kids six years old and got a motherfucking right, apartment in right, his name, fucking right. up everybody's credit. I mean, unless, the, the thing too is like, it, it's not a bad idea, like that, like you can do that mm-hmm. if it makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. are you doing it just to consume or like, because you, your credit's so bad and you want to use your kid's credit because you can't get anything mm-hmm. or are you using it, are you doing that to actually maybe... Uh, start making some money by leveraging their credit and maybe now like creating their college fund from that mm-hmm. something like that you know what I'm yeah. saying but something that's gonna help exactly. build on something later exactly I got you it, just income producing like that's what you need to look for like with with credit credit is you know you could use it to get build wealth like that's just really what it is right cause last time I checked I don't know anybody that I consider wealthy right. that doesn't have great or excellent credit right. you know what I mean exactly. so, and a lot of these people I feel like they use their credit because they're like nigga I'm not using my actual money right. like no I'm gonna use this money and I can pay it back later or whatever but yeah I'm using other people's shit like right. OPM type shit yeah and that's and, and, and it's crazy because I've met two different types of investors there are investors that move just like that mm-hmm. but there are those investors that are so that have gotten to a, a level where they're they're cash rich kind of mm-hmm. and it's like well why would I pay the interest rate? Like, I want... It's basically like an all-money-in type of mentality. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So, because when you're borrowing money, obviously, you have to pay interest. Mm-hmm. But it's like, if, you, if you're if you cash-rich, you know, you have your money... You have enough cash to do deals, and you just want to, you know, basically make more money or not pay that interest, and they do it. So, it's... There's... It just depends on, you know, what position you're in and... Which one do you think yeah, is the better one? how you one? view it. Which one, do you, which one would you prefer? Um, I mean... I, I'm OPM, but you know, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, I I haven't gotten to a level of the cash, the ca- you know, cash rich yet to where I can even make that decision. So it's like, you know, when I get there, then you know, 
So cash still rules everything around yeah, type of shit. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I got you. Yeah. So uh, with the, so I know credit affects everybody of all races in this country, but I feel like in particular, um, how do you think it affects the black community? What do you think? Do, what do you, in your personal opinion? What do you think is some of the, the, I guess the the negatives that you feel like affect the black uh, the black community most when it comes to just speaking on credit or just dealing with credit. I mean, the only the only thing with the black community is just they're not educated on credit. Like, if you were, if that's the only difference between you know people that know how to use it, the other races, you know that mm-hmm. come, you know that leverage it. It's just the knowledge. It's just a knowledge mm-hmm. of just a knowledge of it. But the thing about it is like, it's twenty twenty, bro. Like, you can get on the internet, Google. You you can look up information. Like, there's videos like on YouTube, how to videos. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just, you know, put a, a video on how to read your credit report on YouTube, you know, this, this week. Like, a lot of people don't even know how to read their credit report, you know, so. And if y'all need to know how to learn how to read your fucking credit report, go hit that YouTube page. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, leave a comment, let nigga say thank you, because <laughs> you didn't know what the fuck you were doing. Exactly. Now he brings some clarity to your life. Exactly. So, yes, exactly. y'all make sure y'all do that. Y'all go check that out. And there will be some more videos uh, here soon. I've been working on some more content, so. Uh, definitely to help out people. Yeah, and that shit is definitely gonna be useful, and I'm definitely gonna be logging in and checking that shit out yeah. myself because sometimes I be reading shit like I shit might as well be in Chinese. <laughs> right. I don't know what the fuck they talking about <laughs> over here. Then, um, um, and I wanted to ask you as well, kind of uh, backtracking just a little bit in regards to like, what do you feel like is the best way to learn about credit? Was it classes? Was it seminars? Is it going on YouTube? What What do you feel like is the best way to just like consume that and figure that out um there's um there's books i mean there's like a there's credit mastery books um that you can that you can buy youtube literally teaches you anything you need to know like i learned how to ride a motorcycle off youtube you know what i'm saying <laughs> <That's> like <great. laughs> literally there all the information you need is literally on the internet mm-hmm. so it's like it just most people just don't want to go like searching and looking for it and just taking the time to do it. Lazy. You know, <laughs> you know, like everybody just wants you know wants things handed to them, which mm-hmm. you know, that's easy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you know, most things in life are not <laughs> right. motherfucking easy. Right. You, exactly. work, you have to get your ass up, do some searches, man. Exactly. Goddamn. Exactly. Y'all motherfuckers got smartphones, man. Using the shit for nothing smart. Come on, right. man. <laughs> exactly. Goddamn. And um. What do you have any uh, books or anything that you would like a particular read that you're like, hey bro, if you're just starting to fuck with credit, you should read, you should pick up this book and you should read that. Yeah, um, I believe it. Yeah, Credit Mastery is a, a, a book. I think it's on uh, Amazon. Um, they have a few versions. I think one of them is uh, Straight Credit Mastery, where it kind of teaches you the basics of credit. And then there's another one, I think, that that has, like, business credit. So if you want to learn about business credit. So, yeah, that's pretty much a, a baseline for anybody that's trying to learn. Okay, okay, yeah. Y- y'all go check that out for sure. Y'all, y'all, y'all tell me what y'all think and definitely sit down and read through that because again i just feel like this is this is i'm glad we having this conversation today again just like health and everything else like credit is again one of those big things man and i feel like that could definitely sway your life and knowing more about it just can help your life so fucking much and 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 to touch on what you were talking about earlier another thing that really drew me to to credit i forgot to mention this part um what really drew me to it is just the rewards, like ha- like the rewards from mm-hmm. it. Because 
you know, a lot of people, you know, for me, it's like I, I like to travel. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, with 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 the way my 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 type of thinking, I try to, you know, I start thinking like, okay, well, you know, how can I make it's an outside the box type of thinking. So it's like, okay, well, how can I make travel basically like free, mm-hmm. right? And it's like you hear about people that be traveling for free online and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. You've been hearing about that stuff for years, but it's like you. You don't you don't really think it's real because like it, it just seems like a fairy tale, but mm-hmm. like I figured out how to do it. like I figured out how to do it. You know what I'm saying? It's like you, you're able to you have to be able to leverage these credit cards to get free trips. Like I have over a hundred thousand points, mm-hmm. like uh, flight points. So it's like I could go anywhere. I could go overseas basically for free. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's what really that's another thing that really attracted me to it too. You cash back. You know, I, I'll only do rewards cards, cashback cards, travel point, travel rewards cards. You know, then you then you start to you know get these Amex credit cards. You know, Amex is like that's one of the best com- you know credit yeah. card companies. Then they have all these types of rewards where you know one of my favorite things to do is go uh, go to. So when I travel, I like to go to the airport early now, like mm-hmm. early early, because I'll go to. Uh, they have like the. I have a, a Delta Amex Reserve, a, a Delta Reserve card with Amex. Sky Club. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know about the Sky Club. Yes, sir, I do. But you know about the Centurion Lounge. See, he tell me put me on some new shit. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I never heard of shit like this. The private right. VIP. <laughs> so, like here in Phoenix, they have the Sky Club. You been in the one here in yeah. Phoenix? Yeah. Okay, so they have the Sky Club here. You know, free food, free alcohol, yeah. that yeah. type of stuff, right? Get turned up, right? I mean, get turned get loaded, right? <laughs> so, um, but the thing, let me tell you about the Centurion Lounge, okay? Because like. Um, they got a shit club here. No, no. Uh, the Centurion Lounge. Okay, so not every airport has a Sky Club. Mm-hmm. So I was in Vegas. Um, I was in Vegas one time, and I was just sitting here, like I was getting on the getting online just to see if Vegas had a Sky Club. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn, like there's no there's no Sky Club here in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I what I what I did was I called Amex, which Amex has really good customer service, by the way. It's really good customer service but i called them and i'm like hey um you know there's sky club here in vegas at mccarran airport and then they were like uh no but they said there was a centurion lounge okay mm-hmm. so um i i believe like back in january the end of january amex uh switched its policy or whatever to allow delta reserve members uh so if you have that delta reserve card you can now not only go to the sky miles club but you can go to the centurion lounge as well mm-hmm. Centurion Lounge is bougie, bro. Like, I'm, like, like I'm talking about like this. Centurion Lounge is for like black card holders. Mm-hmm. So like they got gourmet like tri tip steak in there. Like they had a peach cobbler. You already know they had the whole open bar. Like fuck around on leave. It's fuck ridiculous. Your flight. But that's why that's what I'm saying. I'll be going like I'll go to the airport early, bro, and I'll just sit in there and I'll be eating good and I'll be working and I'll be in there, you know, mm-hmm. sipping a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. It's just, that type of stuff is just, like, the perks and the rewards with just having good, like, you can't have this if you didn't have the credit for it. Like, if I didn't have the credit for it, I wouldn't be able to reap these type of rewards. And also, I feel like the type of people now you could be around. Exactly. And you could network that's, with. That's the biggest That's the biggest thing. It, you know, better. To, it's bigger than eating good. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, that's really the biggest thing. Yeah. Because, like, these people, you're not running into these people. Like, you have to put yourself in, in in their arena, yeah. in their space, if you want to level up and be on those type of levels, because they're not coming down to where yeah, you're at. Nah, they ain't flying no commercial <laughs> exactly. shit. Y'all niggas ain't catching us like exactly. that. And 
So, so shit, that is, that is, because I, I like fucking traveling too, and yeah. I, I was thinking of the same thing, like, man, how can I figure out a way to make my travel yeah. even cheaper yeah. or be able to do it for free? Yeah. And there you go, yeah. credit being another great fucking way of being able to do that. Mm-hmm. So, I just wanted to also ask you, and I know, like, everybody has their own, you know, financial situation, everybody's financial route is different. But if I just wanted to give, like, could you give, like, a broad perspective? Let's say I'm 18 years old. I just got out of high school. I have no past credit, nothing. And I'm coming to you, and I'm like, hey, bro, I, I want to get started. What advice or what would you say, like, hey, man, this is probably, like, the type of, Again, you ain't got to give out all the go. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. y'all, y'all want more information, you need to go to creditbully.info. <laughs> if y'all want more of this, we got more detail for yeah, yourself. For but sure. this is more of just, like, a broad, like, if I'm coming to you, like, hey, bro, I want to get started. Like, what advice, like, hey, man, you should probably get this card. You're probably looking for something with these type of rates. Can you break that down for yeah, me a little yeah. bit? Yeah, so at 18, it, you're actually, you're in a great position. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, your credit's not screwed up. Mm-hmm. And you just don't have any credit. Exactly. So all you have to do is focus on building, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, when I would su- my suggestion when you're 18 is get a secure card. Mm-hmm. So you're familiar with a secure card, yes, right? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. So you get a secure card, and then I would suggest, you know, from there, putting on uh, a few, few or maybe, like, one or two, like, trade lines, mm-hmm. uh, primary trade lines. That's going to shoot your score up. And then from there, once you have the uh, primary trade line and the secure card on for about six months, then you can start applying for credit cards. So um, I've done a lot of research on, like, the best credit cards. Like, I I have, like, I've created, like, a whole list, which I may or may not put out there for people. It's not, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not hiding it or anything. It's just, you know, I just got to, you know, do I want to put the time to put it together? Like, I want a, you know, nice presentation. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but... The best, honestly, like with me, um, like as far as credit cards go, besides like Amex and uh, Chase has a few good ones, it's the credit unions. Like mm-hmm. I, li- I, li- I love the credit unions because they're giving you the lowest interest rates and they're giving you the highest limits. Mm-hmm. So it's like even with, you know, auto loans and stuff too, it's like, you know, 3.89% interest. I've seen uh, one of my credit unions has 2.99%. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it's um, it's something that's um, definitely like the credit unions is where it's at is what I'm just trying to say. So, and, and for people that aren't too familiar with like the percentages, because I know a lot of you motherfuckers fail math class. Um, yeah, let me break that what, down. What's like, yeah, what, what is like a good percentage versus okay. a bad percentage? What do you feel like? So... If you don't have any, like, if you have really bad credit Mm -hmm. and you try to go get a car, you know, a lot of times, this is the thing. People will, they'll still, like, finance you a car, Mm -hmm. but they'll hit you with, like, 18, 19, 20, 22% interest. And if you, like, if you run those numbers, like, you are, like, a lot of times you'll be basically double, you'll be paying double for the car, whatever you get it for, you'll Mm -hmm. basically be paying, like, double. So it's like... You know, you want to be around 18, 19, 20% or you want to be around like 2 or 3%. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you have the credit too, uh, because like what I do is like when I, get the, <laughs> when I go get a car, um, I don't have to put any money down. Mm-hmm. So it's like, like I don't ever have to put any money down because I have good credit. When your credit sucks, like, you you know, yeah, hey, can you put down 1500 yeah. 2000 3000 you know what I'm saying? So like, um, kind of going back to 
uh, what I was saying before about, you know, having good credit and then basically being able to make it work for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that I do is, this is, you know, a little game, a little game for you. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I do is um, Earn Your Leisure Podcast. I know you're familiar with it. For sure. Shout out to Earn Your Leisure Podcast. Right. So um, there is there they, one one episode they were talking about this platform called Hire, H-Y-R-E. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of like Turo, mm-hmm. but it's um, yeah. but it is for people that do like Lyft, Uber, that type of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I you know I, I was looking, I was like, okay, that's kind of cool, you know. So I had I had a car, I I got a a car that I finance. What what was that? Probably like I got it like four or five months ago, mm-hmm. and I was just thinking like, mm, I I want to try to make some bread off this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I already got the car for no money down. Mm-hmm. Now. I put it on there and it's just it's booming like my car is running every single day mm-hmm. so it's like what I'm doing now from here is I got good enough credit to go get another car mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna put that on there too so now I'm doubling up my income from you know the first car to the second car so it's mm-hmm. like from there then I can go get another car if I want to you know what I'm saying and by that time that could be my car and I'm basically driving for free because mm-hmm. the other two cars is paying for the one exactly yeah. you get what I'm saying yeah, so yeah. it's like that's another you know outside the box type of thinking mm-hmm. you know too it's like how can I do how can I do this for free like that's my and how can you turn this yeah. credit leverage into a ways of income exactly like passive income exactly I see. I like that. I like that. And like I said, y'all go check out some of them credit cards. And, what, the, and the best overall credit card you'll say is probably the black card, right? Yeah. I, I mean, they come with the most, like, the most benefits, yeah. I would say. Yeah. But, I mean, you got, the, the cash flow got to be right. Like, they want to see, you know, real financials. They, you got to have a real relationship with Amex to even get to that point. Because I used to work for Amex for a little bit. Okay. And I remember... Uh, so I used to uh, I used to sell like security and shit okay. to cars, and I remember like them. We had like a whole section of just talking about a mm-hmm. black car, and they're like, basically, you ain't gonna be talking to motherfuckers. Yeah, <laughs> that guy, no, that's elite. like for another. It's like, elite. Yeah, it's, that, it's elite. Like that black card is elite, but uh, you know, I think you have to have like, uh, it's a minimum spend of a quarter million a year on the black card. So you know, so, like you really got to be you know swiping that motherfucker yeah. for sure. For you some got, people, that might be just one transaction. Yeah, no, you know, one, but, like. You can go get a, you know, go buy a Porsche off the black car. Swipe that thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and um, so and, um, one quick other thing I wanted to ask. This is kind of, you kind of answered it before because I, I wanted to say like, what was, um, what was a good way? Um, what can was the best way to leverage your credit? Like, what are um, what is the best leverage points to have good credit? Like, what do you think, like, having good credit is good for, what do you, like, the top three things you would say, like, hey, well, man, you can get you this, boom, boom, boom. Like, what do you think? So, one, one, I just said higher, right? Mm-hmm. So, I just basically am turning, you know, turning, creating a cash flow machine um, for myself through, you know, automobiles or cars. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, that, and then, uh, but I would say what's above that would be, real estate mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like you can if you could qualify for a home to purchase it or even you know like some with the airbnb which you know it's kind of a little shaky now just because mm-hmm. what we're dealing with but you know outside of that there's a lot of people that do um uh, something that's called rental arbitrage so it's like if you're able to 
qualify to get in a, a rented apartment, you can Airbnb that apartment out. Mm-hmm. You know, the, not every area or city kind of allows that, but mm-hmm. you can you can do that. Um, but again, like just qualifying, like if you could qualify for a mortgage and now you have a home, mm-hmm. right? So it's like you can live in that home for a year, two years, and then if you want to just turn that into a rental, go get another home now. It's like, you know, now you just, you create, you just, you, now you have two properties. Mm-hmm income you have one income producing asset and then you have one home for yourself and then you know if you want to follow that plan for like the next 10 years like how many properties are you gonna have like you know what i'm saying playing monopoly in real life for sure and that and that's funny that you said that because that was rolling into my next question real quick is uh i just because i that's what i wanted to do for this is kind of like a personal question because i wanted to be able to start buying townhomes and homes for the future for passive income to rent them out and how do you feel like having good credit would give me an advantage in that venture? Well, you have to be able to qualify. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, with, you have to be able to qualify for for financing mm-hmm. for with a with a mortgage. You know, so uh, if you can't if you can't qualify, you you could just go ahead and forget about it. And, and what do you feel like is the minimum amount to? Because I know I'm sure that that uh, this the credit rate changes depending on what you're trying to get. If I'm trying to get a fucking $5 million house, like, nigga, of course it's going to be, but on average, what do you feel like, hey, man, if you're usually around this area, you should usually be good? Uh, yeah, I think it's, I think the minimum is, for FHA, I think it's about 620. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, you know, in the real estate game, too, so I'm, I'm pretty knowledgeable in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so I believe it's about 620, but it, Another thing that they're looking at is not just credit. They want to see that you're making money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because do you? How is your ability to pay? Like, are, mm-hmm. do you have an ability to pay for this mortgage? You know, how do you do? Like, do you have a bunch of late credit card payments? Like, are you late on your car? Like, it's that underwriting. They're looking at more than just credit. They want to see your bank account for the last, your bank statements for the last two years. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. It all, it, you know, it's credits the big thing, but obviously too, they want to see the paper trail of your income as well. I got so, you. So yeah, I got you. I got you. And then, and then also, you said uh, three things. The last thing I would say for leveraging your credit is just being able to uh, have access to money now. So you you now have access to money. So uh, again, if you if you did have a, a business venture that you wanted to do. Like, you have the access to money to be able to make that happen now. So, you know, basically, you can become the investor. You turn yourself into the to the bank. Exactly. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And, bro, these are all great points, man. And please, I hope y'all been taking notes and writing shit down. We're going to have to take a quick break. We're going to go pay these bills real quick. Y'all don't go nowhere. We'll be right back with the Homies Podcast and Kyle. Y'all don't go nowhere, bro. Hey. Yo, welcome back to the Homies Podcast. I'm here with my special guest, the homie Kyle James. We're going to be in here talking about this credit and talking about how it can affect your life in a positive way and in a negative way. Hopefully, y'all are taking tips, writing shit down. But if you need more professional advice, more that's more personal to yourself, please hit the homie Kyle up on IG at thecreditbully.info. He'll hit you up, have this consultation. Y'all can, you know, get down. He'll give you all the info you need, man. So, before he got out of here, you know, just like him and the other uh, guests I've had on here, and including myself, we are huge Hoops fans. And since Hoops has been off lately, can't fucking do 
shit, watch shit niggas playing old games and shit back on ESPN. But what is on right now is this 10-part documentary called Last Dance with uh, following the Bulls and following uh, with the last season, the 97-98 season and shit. So uh, first thing I ask, like, how how you feel about documentary so far? How's it? It's hard. You like yeah, it? Yeah, no, it's hard. It's it's hard for sure. Right? Yeah. I'm like, I can't wait for that shit. It's Sunday. I can't wait for that shit to come on again tonight. Yeah. I will be glued in tonight too. Yeah. So, so we like, so I gotta ask you, man. Is, so is Jordan the best player in the modern era that we've seen? So like from seventies to 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 now? Um. Yeah. It's. It's, it's, you sound it's so insured, bro. It's, it's Go it's on, tough. man. Like, uh, like I was saying, Kobe and Michael Jordan are pretty much the same type of player. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan was just a little bit more athletic, mm-hmm. obviously. And then, you know, and then they also had the similar mentality. The mentality was pretty much the same. Like, yeah. you know, when you know, when it all costs, and they they're really competitive. Mm-hmm. Then you have, you know, then you got LeBron James. <laughs> which, <laughs> which yeah. I love. I love LeBron. You yeah. know what I'm saying. Um, but he just, he just doesn't. He didn't really come with that energy, like that mm-hmm. same type of energy. Yeah. Like you know, he does. He didn't really take it personal, like Jordan and Kobe took it personal. But at the end of the day, like you know, the way he's built, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Like how the what he can do, like we saw right before. You know those those last two games with the Bucks and the mm-hmm. Clippers. Like, mm-hmm. if he plays like that, you know, he's it's a pro- you know scary. what I'm saying. Like, he's yeah, you can he can go championship after championship if he plays like that. For you know sure. what I'm saying. But a lot we've seen him a long a, a number of years not play like that in the playoffs. Like, yeah. not show up in the playoffs and that's finals. Been, yeah, yeah, not show up in the finals and then you know. <laughs> that should just like uh, like I said he's. Uh, yeah, like I said, LeBron, he, he's cold, but yeah, when it comes to Jordan, I just feel like he just, in that, especially in that era from like 80, 80, like 88 to like 99, yeah. like, nigga, no, I, I, can't, I can't think of a better 10-year run right. a motherfucker had, like, you came in the league averaging 28, which right. is fucking stupid, people, I don't know if people even understand, like, most niggas go their whole careers and never average as a rookie. This nigga's giving niggas twenty eight and shot at a high clip, yeah. which is even more. He, he shot like fifty something percent, even though back then you know niggas weren't really shooting like they are now. So it's like more go to the cup. That's why the game is more physical. It's more yeah. slowed down. Yeah, go to the cup, and that's why rebounding and shit. But now it's like nigga, you shooting threes, rebounds along. Niggas ain't really banging yeah. like that down low like that. Um. So um. <laughs> So do you think uh, Jerry Krause, do you think he's an asshole, or what do you think? 100%. <laughs> it's like, he, he, was a hater. he was just a hater. Just That's really which, what it was. He's a hater. And and does that, like, make you mad as a fan? Because you know this shit happens. All, everybody has egos. It is like, how often do you think that shit happens where the fans get fucked out of seeing a person that is really good or can perform just because a GM or somebody feels some type of way? I mean... You know, it, you start. You know, I know when you watched was watching it. You was probably, you was like tight about it. It's like, <laughs> like bro, like, like why would you do? Like, you know, what I'm saying, like, this is this is a dynasty. You know what I'm saying? Like, they three repeated twice. Like, what what wh- what are you talking about? Need you know what I'm saying? Whatever they need. But on the flip side of it, we would have never had Phil and Kobe and Shaq mm-hmm. in L. A. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just like what we were talking about with uh, when Shaq left Orlando yeah. and Penny was, you know, sad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like his career be. was over pretty much after yeah. that. So it's like, you know, but if you would have never left, it would never have been Kobe and Shaq in L.A. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like and, they the three-peated, one, and they three-peated over there in L.A. So. Right. And that was the one that made you know, felt more to me anyway. Right, like, right. Kobe, the Kobe and Shaq one, because, you know, we fuck with the Lakers, you ain't gonna bang over here all day. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, is it just me? Was it weird that the fucking owner kept talking like he was just like some side nigga in the story? Like, I didn't like that. He was just like, yeah, man, the motherfuckers kept talking like, nigga, you run this whole yeah, shit. Yeah. You signed both of their checks. Nigga, yeah. like, what you mean? And also, too, uh, yeah, just the way, the way he was acting towards Phil Jackson. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was... You, like, you remember that, too? Yeah. Like, and then, oh, let me tell you what was really disrespectful. The most disrespectful thing I've seen so far. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, Scottie Pippen, seven years, $18 million. That but, contract, bro, like, was so disrespectful. This is the very next thing I was going to ask you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> It was the very next thing I was going to say, bro, is this nigga Scotty's contract bro. the most dis... So, I looked this contract up, and I want y'all to look this shit. And again, I y'all like talking to other niggas' money. Yeah, you know, this day money, make whatever. But I'm like, bro, he made more money, bro, in like two years playing with like the Blazers mm-hmm. than the nigga made ten years. When he was at his, in his prime, prime at his best. And winning yeah. championships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit is stupid. Yeah. And I don't, and side note to Jordan, Jordan, you an asshole for that. Hey, man, you the GOAT, but you an asshole for saying that this nigga, like, oh, he was selfish. Hey, bro, don't talk on another nigga's bread like that. <laughs> like, I saw Jordan shit, granted, too, Jordan was getting fucked his whole career, too. Like, that nigga was not making, Jordan's making, like, two, three million a season up until, mm-hmm. like, this last, like, two seasons with mm-hmm. the Bulls. And then that nigga was like, no, I need everything. And then he got 30 million and 33 million. That yeah. nigga was making far more than anybody in the league, as he should. And I feel like, shit, he probably should have been making that 30-something million probably for the last right. four or five seasons before that. So it's just like, and I understand that, but it's like, bro, that's probably why he couldn't get paid either. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you taking up fucking majority of the goddamn yeah. salary cap, bro, with yeah. your contract. You were like, hey, bro, let me take, you know, like how niggas do now. I'll take five, seven less so you can pay. Yeah. A lot of these niggas get so much money off the court now, too. They're like, yeah, yeah I'll take a little bit because I'm going to make that back. But, yeah, that nigga Jordan was like, no, I ain't giving up none of my yeah. motherfucking paper. Fuck. Is, is Scotty the most underrated fucking, like, player in, like, the last, like, 20, 20, like, 20, 30 uh, probably, years? Probably, probably. I mean, especially, I mean, that his contract was underrated, too. <laughs> yeah, agent ain't shit, bro. No, like, that's another thing, too. I was trying to think, like, did an agent negotiate that, or did he not have an agent and he did it himself? That's what I want to know. Because any good agent would never, like, come on, bro. That's a disrespectful contract. You have, and it's like after you win the first and second, like y'all ain't gonna renegotiate. Re- yeah. We ain't gonna put no incentives in yeah. my shit. Like, come on, bro. That's yeah. that's weird. I don't know. At least I think that's weird. And I, but it's it, which is crazy. He made even though he played three more seasons than Jordan, he made more money than Jordan. In, in, in basketball, yeah, in basketball, yeah, just basketball. Mm-hmm. Not you know endorsements. You know that's just out of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, but he played three more seasons too. But them last like his last like four or five years, six years, like I think it was. Hey, yeah. oh, he, and the first big one was when he went to Orlando, or went to Houston right uh-huh. after. They, they paid a nigga like $11 million. 
And it's like, nigga, your last two seasons, like, he was making like three million the season before, two million the season. Yeah. Like, damn, nigga, you just made the last five yeah. seasons. Hell yeah, yeah I would have left too. Yeah. So, oh, that shit is crazy. And um, <laughs> I just, um, I just I don't understand where he's going to fit in the top. Because I was thinking about the top 50 list. You know how that, I feel like, hey, they have mm-hmm. to redo that. And I feel like in the next 10 years, they should we should do another top 50 list. Because mm-hmm. obviously, you know, hey, my nigga, I love Bob Cousy. You're great, bro. But Kevin Durant, come on, man. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. And I was just wondering, I'm like, damn, if they redo the top 50 list, it's, it's Pippin on that motherfucker mm-hmm. still. And I was like, he he might still be. Yeah. He might still be because it's not a lot of players that can get 20 and can lock up. Right. One shit. He could basically lock up the one through four. Like, Did his Robin on that top 50 list? He might be. T- Dennis Robin's a dog, bro. And he's, yes, yes, Dennis Robin makes my top 50 all time still because you average more rebounds than Shaq. Call Malone, like Tim Duncan, like. Hey, but did you did you see too? I mean, they're probably gonna go into it more in like the next episode. But he was at one point like kind of more more famous than Jordan was. For sure, at that time where you know he, he was doing the. He really said he really set it off, bro. Yeah, like, he, like you know what I'm saying. Like he really he really set it off because he was he was that. That, that wild shit yeah. that fans want to see. We want to see basketball. We come to see Jordan, but we want to see that extra shit. Yeah. We want to see a nigga take his jersey off and fucking do. Again, that's, I feel like that's almost like with Draymond on the team. Like, yeah, we come to see Seth, but we also come to see yeah. Draymond kind of wild out too yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Like, so it's just like, yeah, he was, and that nigga did it to the max. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, no, definitely. So, yeah, and I feel like Jordan also too is like, almost like Kobe, like a real closed off dude. Like, mm-hmm. you don't, I don't, he don't have a lot of public shit, you know what I mean? He's a real private dude, you know, back then before, you know, camera phones and shit. Right. And I was like, yeah, I could just go duck off real easy. But, um, so, I got to ask you, and I, before the cameras came on, I asked him this, just to start thinking about this. So, I got to ask you, bro, who is your top five hoopers of all time? Um, so, it would be Jordan, Kobe, mm-hmm. uh, Shaq. Okay. Um, LeBron James is in that conversation too. Just so he's your fourth spot, he, or he's just not in any order. Really it's not in any order. Okay. But he's in that. Um, and then maybe I would say KD. Okay. Okay. I'd probably say KD. This shit kind of looking a little, a little close to mine. Yeah. A little close to mine because I, I had I got Jordan, I got Kobe. I got Kareem though. Uh-huh. Then I got Magic. Then I got uh, my my fifth spot is either KD, LeBron, or Wade. Okay, so I'm glad that I'm glad you didn't you didn't disrespect LeBron because I know how you like to disrespect LeBron. So <laughs> I I'm, said, glad, I'm glad you you didn't disrespect. Him. I am a I'm a hooper, and again I tell people you can hate, but also it has to be a healthy hate. Yeah. Like you can't just be oblivious. The man gets buckets. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. If he stops playing today, yeah. he never has to dribble again. You're you're in that elite hall. So it's just like, I know that, but it's still just little <laughs> things about you, nigga, that I just, when people be going off, oh, you're better than Jordan, I'm like, oh, y'all need to calm down. Like, and Shaq, he probably would have made my fifth, or 
but just Shaq to me always like I go back and again like when I watch the game like you're a fucking dominant especially like in series it's like the you can't game plan for this no, nigga cause no. he controls the pace of the game he could like everything so it's just like but just seeing like his potential is like bro you never let the league in rebounds you never let the league in blocks you never shit you never averaged over 30 that's crazy mm-hmm. yeah. it's like you never, like, Jordan did that 10 years straight. Yeah. <laughs> you never averaged on nah, So it's just like, ah. Uh, so it's just like, but again, a fucking beast. So mm-hmm. it's just like, again, and nobody that guarded that nigga, like KG said that. He's just like, oh, he was out of, he came back out of shape. He's just like, nigga, nobody playing him. or had yeah. to guard him for saying that. Especially shit. a young Shaq. Remember how, how he used to move? Because he was a lot, he didn't have all that weight. So. He a rebound and run yeah. on your ass. Yeah. Put that bitch on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was more. He was athletic when he first came into the league. Yeah, you ain't never seen no shit. Still, we starting to see even people to this day. We still don't see that because, like people like Greek Freak and people that have that athleticism, they don't have that that size like he got. Right. Like they like more skinny lengthier yeah, yeah, yeah. and can do that. But that nigga was like he got that weight and yeah. get your ass out of here. No, type yeah, shit. he was definitely moving. <laughs> Breaking backboards and shit. Yeah. Man, shout out to Shaq, man. God damn, bro. <laughs> You're fucking ridiculous, bro. So, before we get up out of here, man, I just wanted to know anything, anything you wanted to plug, anything you wanted to tell to the people, anything you wanted to say, let yeah. the people know what's up, where they can find you. Yeah, if you, uh, you guys are looking to get a consultation or you want to get your credit right, um, you can go to my website. It's www.creditbully.info, or you can go to the Instagram, creditbully.info. Same thing on um, Facebook. Um, yeah, just you, you either see the value in it or you don't. I mean, for some people, you know, it makes sense. For others, it doesn't. So I'm more than happy to help anybody that contacts me. So. Hell yeah, hit him up, man. Yeah. Get your fucking life together. Y'all out here running around with this fucked up ass credit, putting shit in your kid's name. Stop that shit. Get grown. Hit my man up. Right. Let him know what's good. Get your life fucking on track, man. I'm telling you. And please, again, if y'all haven't, go hit that subscribe button one time for your boy. It'll show up even somewhere. If y'all watching this shit, it'll show up somewhere on your screen, too. Go hit that goddamn subscribe button. Hit that one time. You go. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify. Uh, Google Play. You can also find us on iHeartRadio now too. Go holler at those man. Go shout out the homies podcast. Get in our uh, get in our mentions. Get in our comments. Holler at us. Let us know what y'all want to see or what y'all want to talk about. But we're gonna start having uh, episodes coming up soon too. We're gonna start going live on IG and we're gonna start having little videos like that too. So y'all stay tuned to those and shit. But once again, we love y'all and we holler back at y'all again next week at the homies podcast. See y'all then. Peace.